Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Pat Cummins. I'm Josh Hazelwood. I'm Elizabeth Kawaja. I'm Mitch Marsh. I'm Mitch Stark, and you're listening to the Unplayable Podcast. This is the Unplayable Podcast. On this week's episode, we chat to Queensland Bulls opening batter Matthew Renshaw and Western Australia coach Adam Voges. But we start with the ICC Women's World T20 in the Caribbean, where Australia have cruised to two wins from as many matches to sit at the top of Pool B. Australia started with a comprehensive 52-run win over Pakistan before hammering Ireland by nine wickets. Alyssa Healy has been in outstanding touch with scores of 48 and 56 not out. That second 50 coming from just 21 balls, which is the second quickest ever in women's T20 internationals and the fastest at a women's World T20 event. So Australia are at the top but have two huge games up next to conclude the group stage. On Wednesday morning from 11am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, the Aussies will take on New Zealand and on Sunday at 2am they face India. The top two in each pool go through to the semi-finals, so you'd think Australia would need just one win from those last two matches to advance, but I reckon Meg Lanning would want to keep up the winning momentum. For fans in Australia, you can watch the action live on Fox Cricket and all Australian matches will be shown on Gem. But for all your news, scores and highlights, head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. All right, let's speak to Matthew Renshaw, who's going to take on a star-studded New South Wales Blues attack, an Ashes-winning attack of Mitchell Stark, Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins and Nathan Lyon later this week in Canberra. Matty Renshaw, you've been in good nick, 89 for the Bulls and then another 100 for Toomble on the weekend. How do you rate your form at the moment? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. It's um, nice to get some runs out on the on the pitch, but there's always more runs to get and, and just keep trying to win some games for, for the Bulls. We haven't won a game yet, so... The Queensland this Shield season, so hopefully this week in Canberra we can get a few runs. Yeah, what's it like being getting back amongst the action with the Bulls playing Shield cricket? Yeah, it's great fun. They're they're a really good bunch. We've had a similar group for the last couple of years, and so now we're all pretty good mates and can have a lot of fun on the field and hope, and hopefully perform on the field. Now you've got a pretty big test in Canberra, don't you? Coming up against the likes of Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins. And Nathan Lyon, um, mate, has there been any banter between you guys just yet? Yeah, um, I got a text message off Mitchell Stark this morning. Shep sent me a photo of my cricket and profile. So, so who the hell is this boy? Oh, really? It's quite funny, but I just said, oh, he's some, some terrible person. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, it's going to be a bit of a workout over there against uh, those guys. I mean, what would it, what would it mean to you and, and to your confidence if you did get a big score against those guys? Yeah, you always want to be performing against the best, and if the if the Bulls can get a win against them, it proves that we can probably beat any side. Um, hopefully, we can try and get a, a good game over there and, and score some runs and take some wickets. What kind of reception are you expecting from those quicks? A lot of stuff around your nose. Uh, I'm not sure. It depends on what the pitch is doing, but imagine there'll be a few short balls in there, especially against me, because they like to, to take take the mick out of me. Fair enough. That must mean you, they like you, isn't that how it goes? The, the more they pick on you, the more they like you? Yeah, I think that's what blokes who don't don't get liked a lot say. <laughs> so, yeah, probably. 
I've been saying that heaps, actually. Uh, anyway, um, now, mate, uh, you're over in the UAE. Concussion and that lack of match practice ruled you out of those test matches. How did it feel being left out for those reasons? Yeah, it's pretty frustrating and, and it hurts a lot. You want to play every game you can for Australia and, and missing out because you get in the head is quite quite frustrating. It's just one of those things with cricket. Someone's got to feel short leg, especially in the, the UAE, and just probably should have ducked a bit lower or, or jumped a bit higher, so going in the chest. Yeah, well, have you had any um, talk about where you would field again? I mean, is that have you ruled yourself out of fielding at short leg now, given your concussion history? No, I think if I if I got told to go in there, I'd, I'd go in there. I took a took a test just before I got hit, so I've, I'm not too bad in there. It's just one of the places where all batters know how it feels to be in there when you've been in there. But you know, given your history, did you ever think that maybe it's perhaps best to get out of the firing line in there? Oh, whatever the coaches tell me to do, I'll, I'll do on the fielding in the slips for, for Queensland against the spinners. Um, and I think we've got a couple of other guys who, who can do the job, but it just depends on the, the team that plays and, and where I'm needed, where I'm best fitted in. Yeah, I think um, uh, first slip is where you're most comfortable right against the, the fast bowler. I think Steve Smith even said that um, the sound of the ball going into your hands is quite remarkable. How do you, how do you practice that? Yeah, I think it's just catching a lot of catches, um, a lot of practice and trying to catch everything that comes to you, whether that's in a game or, or in training. You just catch as many balls as you can and, and be able to be up to the job, whether that's um, against the quick bowlers or the spinners. Now you've been around the test side for a little while now and over there in the UAE. Uh, lots to talk about the batting order. What do you rate your chances of, of putting on the baggy green again this summer? Um, hopefully I'll go all right. It just depends on, on what the coaches and the selectors um, want. I've hopefully try and score enough runs to demand selection, but if not, it's it's just one of those things with cricket. I've come a, come a long way mentally in the last year after missing out on the Ashes and, and selection. I know it's not the, the be-all and end-all of, of cricket, but you obviously want to get selected for, for every test. I was going to ask you about that. You're going through something relatively similar to what happened at the start of last summer. What did you draw on those experiences missing out on the Ashes? Um, I probably was putting a lot of pressure on myself last year and, and trying too hard to score runs and then just finding ways to get out. This year I'm just trying to enjoy my cricket and, and when I do get an opportunity to, to score some runs whether it be in, in club cricket or for Queensland is really take that and, and really enjoy it and, and practice making hundreds. It's something that you get into a routine doing. You see a lot of people score back-to-back hundreds. and I think getting the routine of scoring hundreds is, is really important for us batters. And have you made any changes? I know at the back end of your Shield summer last year, um, you sort of decided to go be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, is that sort of a, a tactic that you're um, continuing on this summer? Um, I, I think a little bit. If, if the ball's there to hit, hit it. But still being quite watchful, you look at, the bowlers are bowling quite tight, especially last year and um, last week against WA. We, they bowled really tight, so I had to work really hard for my runs, and and that's something that is also enjoyable coming out of and, and knowing I've still got that that really um, cautious sort of cautious watching sort of cricket. Yeah, is it is it difficult still to try and find that balance? So know you know to go after the bowling, but then at the same time. Uh, really dig in. I think I saw you, you, your shield performance the other week that you were 30 of 120 balls and then you've you know, obviously a massive runs quite quickly after that. Is that uh, something that takes a little bit of time to work out? Um, yeah, I think it's still having the intent of, of scoring runs, whether that be in a 
in a defensive or attacking mindset, you still got to look to score runs. And for me personally, as a batsman, if I'm looking to score runs, my feet get in a lot better positions and I'm looking for for the ball a lot better and watching the ball a lot better. So I've still got to look to score runs, but if it's not there, try and um, defend it or, or leave it. Now you've, you've played uh, Virat Kohli in his own backyard. What do you expect the reception uh, like that he's going to get when he comes out here to uh, to Australia this summer? Uh, well, hopefully he has a similar series to what he did over in India um, <laughs> when we played against him. He's a, he's a great player, and if we can get him out cheaply, obviously there's a, a lot of great players for India at the moment. They did a really good job over in England in their test series. They didn't they didn't win the series, but there was a lot of notable, notable performance, and their, their quicks look like they're in really good rhythm, and so we've got to worry about that as well. Absolutely. Uh, what about your Bulls teammates, Joe Burns and, and Manus? Is it Labushain, Labushakni? I'm not sure how, how to say it exactly. But uh, um, how about those guys? I mean, they're pushing for test spots. Manus is the incumbent in the side, though. How are those guys shaping up for this game against the Blues? Yeah, they're, they're going really well. They're always, always confident when it comes to batting. And, and you look at Joe Burns, he's been up there with the the most runs in, in every Shield season for the last few years and he certainly can do it on the international stage with his, his 300s when he when he was in the squad. Um, Marnus is obviously a really good player. He's just um, not had that time in the middle but I'm sure that his, he'll, he'll score some runs in the near near future. Now Marnus has been doing a lot of bowling. Uh, Matt, is there any chance that you're going to be upping your bowling workloads as well? Um, I, I don't think too much. I bowled six overs <laughs> for for Turnbull last week and, and got hit around a little bit so I'll try and just wait till some lefties come out maybe if Mitchell Stark comes out I might try and bowl some, some trot and lob to him Well Nathan Lyon used to be the curator at Mark Roble so I dare say he's put in the order for a, a spin wicket so you might be called upon after all Yeah maybe, um, I'm not sure too, how happy the the big quicks will be with um, Nathan <laughs> if he's told them to make it a raging turner but um, no, it'll, they're, they're good bowlers and, and hopefully we can get a number on them this week. Fantastic. Mate, thank you very much for your time. Good luck uh, in the Shield game against those uh, New South Wales Blues guys and all the best for uh, the Test Summer coming up. Thank you very much. Cheers. I'm Marcus Stoinis and you're listening to the Unplayable Podcast. Adam Voges is uh, good enough to join us now. And Adam, uh, mate, we're just talking off air quickly, but you're the WA coach, mate. How's it been in your first year? Yeah, it's, um, oh, it's been great so far, Sam. It's, um, time, time's gone really quickly. I'm, I'm not sure exactly where the last sort of four or five months have gone, but um, no, look, I'm, I'm really enjoying the role at the moment. Um, certainly no issues getting out of bed in the morning each day. It's... Um, Great bunch of players to work with. I've got some wonderful support staff around me, and um, and the guys have started the season reasonably well. So um, no, it's, it's so far so good. Tell us, how do you see the the Warriors Shield season going so far? You're only a, uh, a few games into it, but what have you liked so far from the Warriors? Yeah, I, I think we've shown some good signs, particularly after a, a disappointing first up effort against Victoria. I thought we were pretty average with both bat and ball in our first Shield game, but. To, Turn that around pretty quickly and, and uh, defeat Tassie here at the Wacker in, in three days and then um, finish with a, a pretty well-fought-out draw against uh, against Queensland last week at Allen Border Field. Um, there's some good signs there, and I think the guys are, are learning each time they go out there. Um, 
our bowling attack is, is starting to apply some real pressure, which is nice to see. And we've got guys who are batting for periods of time and, and making big hundreds, which we've seen from uh, Mitch Marsh and Will Bazisto last week, which was good. Yeah, just touching on Mitch Marsh, what did you uh, what did you see in him when he came back from that UAE tour? He said he was shattered personally when he came back and didn't get picked in the one-day squad. What did you see in him when he came back? Oh, I just saw a guy who was happy to be home. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure associated with international cricket and uh, he spent a lot of time away from home. And um, Yeah, look, uh, I know Mitch had a disappointing um, series over there for the two-test series, but I think people forgot that he got 160 in the, the lead-up game to that series as well. And In two test matches, you can miss out a couple of times, get a couple of good balls, and um, it all happens very quickly. So I, I never felt as though... Mitch was out of form in any way and, and just seeing him hit the ball in the nets in the lead-up to that game in Brisbane, um, I think it was just a, a case of getting him into a, a good frame of mind, getting him enjoying his cricket. He leads WA really well and um, he led the way from the front with a, with 151 against Queensland. He batted at four in those test matches and, and batted at four against the Bulls. Do you, There's been a bit of you know talk about where he should bat in the order, but can you see him being at test match number four or is he sort of suited to that? number six all-rounder spot? Oh, yeah, I think it was just a case of circumstance that he batted four over in the UAE. Um, oh, he likes batting at four, certainly for WA. He's the captain, so he picks where he bats. <laughs> but um, oh, I think he's probably more suited to six. Oh, I think he did a really good job last summer in the Ashes, batting at, at six for Australia. Um, scored a couple of hundreds in that series. He What he does is he just balances any team that he plays in so well. He, he can offer you some high-quality, medium-pace bowling as well as um, obviously scoring some runs. So it's a big summer, obviously, and, and I'm sure he's going to play a big part in it. His brother, Sean, came back to the Warriors and looked like a million bucks. Adam, you must have been so impressed with the way that Sean came back into the side. He's been under the pump a little bit like he was in that UAE tour, but he's come back with those scores in the Shield game and then 100 in that final Gillette one-day series match. Um, what did you see in him when he came back as well? I mean, a difficult tour from him, but as coach, what did you see in Sean? Yeah, well, it wasn't too dissimilar for to, to for, for both the Marsh brothers, really. Um, Sean, he was he was really disappointed. Obviously, he he didn't score the runs that he would have liked to either in that in that Test series. And for Sean, it was just again getting him in a, in a good frame of mind, getting him back at home. He, he had a few nights in his own bed and um, and 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 got around the WA boys and and, and got back into training and enjoying his cricket and. What he really wanted to do was come out and play with some real freedom, and um, that's easier said than done sometimes. But the way he batted against Tasmania on a wicket that offered a bit for the bowlers as well, um, he was the difference in that game um, to score 80 in the first innings and 98 in the second innings and form a partnership with Hilton Carwright, which ultimately won us the game. He, he was really good and then was able to take that into into the one-day arena where he's been pretty good for Australia. Um, I think that's his third hundred in the last his last six or seven uh, one-day games. So, um, again, like he, uh, it was just a case of him um, getting into a good headspace and um, it was never a case of being technically out of sorts. He always looked like he was batting beautifully in the nets. It was just converting that and taking that out into the middle and I was, I was really pleased he was able to do that. The test team's in a fair bit of transition, so how important is a fit, firing and confident Sean Marsh for the Aussie test side this summer against India? Oh, no doubt. I think um, I think Sean Marsh and, and Usman Khawaja, I think, are the two keys um, for the Australian test team with the batting line-up this summer. I think they can offer some class, but they can offer some stability as well. I think uh, Usman played really well over in the UAE until, he, until his injury. 
Um, so I'm sure if he's back and, and fit and, and Sean's playing well too, that I think that's a pretty solid 3-4 there for Australia that they can build around um, and hopefully offer that stability that, that JL will be looking for. But it is a team in transition um, and I'm sure as, as two of his senior players he'll be looking to those guys to, um, to provide some runs throughout the summer. And Adam, do you reckon there is a, a few spots open in that batting lineup? I mean, you're the state coach, so you would pr- be pushing your players again there. I'm sure Stoinis, Carrot, all those guys would like to be in the top six for Australia. But do you actually think there's a lot of spots open? Yeah, I think there are one or two. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a settled lineup by any means. And, and obviously, losing the series in UAE, inevitably, when, when series and games get lost and changes are made. So, um, yeah, I see there being opportunity um, for. A number of players around the country, and I know there's a lot of speculation at the moment as to who may or may not be uh, uh, in line for selection. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I think it should be the guys who are scoring runs. Um, you, you get guys in at the right time, and I, I think they can make a real impact when they do come in. So I know there's three more Shield games before the first Test match, and um, it's three more opportunities for guys to put their hand up and, and demand selection. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be the Scorchers attack versus Africa and India in these uh, Gillette T20 series matches. <laughs> Adam with uh, Nathan Coulton-Isle, Andrew Tyre, Jason Berendorf, you've got Ashton Ago all in that squad. I mean, it sounds like it's a pretty good sign that the Scorchers are doing things right. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's wonderful to see that many uh, West Australians and, and, and Scorchers players uh, involved in the, the 2020 setup. I'm obviously really pleased for, for Nathan and, and for Jason Berendorf as well. Uh, we made a conscious decision at the start of the summer to not involve them in our Shield campaigns just to allow their bodies to adapt and they're both coming back off long-term back injuries. So um, to get some consistency of cricket into their into them and into their bodies, we felt that just the white ball game was the way to go and it seems to have paid off with both guys being picked in this upcoming 2020 series. So um, from our point of view, I'm, re- I'm really pleased that that's the case. But then you throw in the other Scorchers guys that you just mentioned there and um, oh, I think that's a product of the success we've had over the years. Um, it's great that we've got this representation um, at at, at uh, international level. It makes it a headache for a state coach who's got players coming <laughs> in and out all the time. But... Um, Oh, it's really pleasing that we've got as many in as we do at the moment. What about a guy like Andrew Ty? Um, Adam, do you think that he's a chance for that World Cup next year? He was in the Aussie team until that uh, that pretty poor tour of, of England. And, I mean, going up against an England side like that, uh, bowlers are at a hiding for nothing, unfortunately. But do you think he can bounce back and get on that plane over to England for the World Cup next year? Yeah, I think he, he certainly can. Um, he was probably a bit unlucky to um, to not uh, be involved in the, the recent series. He was, he was, I think, the equal leading uh, wicket taker in the, the JLT Cup. I think he took 18 wickets um, for the series and was by far and away um, our leading wicket taker. And um, he just provides something a little bit different. He's, he's not as quick as as the big guns, um, but he has a lot of very good um, variation. And I think he's. He's, he's, an, he's a good death bowling option and I think as we saw in that third game against South Africa where Shane potentially didn't get it right in that back 10 overs, um, someone like AJ is someone that you can throw the ball to and, and know that um, he can do a job in that situation. So I certainly don't think he's out of calculation. Talk to us about Usman Kedir. Now, where did, where did you get him from, Adam? And, and how, did, <laughs> how did WA and Scorchers seal him out? And what does he bring to the group? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty rapid rise for us. Um, I think he was expecting just to be lining up for Hawkesbury in the Sydney Great Competition again this year. We um, we first saw a bit of us last year during the the Big Bash. Um, JL invited him down to a couple of our training sessions when we we played away in um, in Brisbane and and in Sydney and um, got him to come down and bowl to the guys and and I was one of the guys he bowled to and. A few of us had a bit of trouble picking him. He had a bit of energy about him. He he landed his stock delivery really well. He had some good variation, and um, um, we we really liked what we saw. So um, we kept in contact with him, and um, obviously we're we're keen to explore the option of potentially getting him. Firstly, I guess into the Scorchers lineup. We we probably got found out a little bit last year in the semi final when Ashton Agar wasn't available. We didn't really have another spin bowling option that we could turn to. Um, and with Ash's, um, I guess, involvement in, in the Australian white ball setup, then um, we may miss a fair bit of him again this campaign. So we were keen to get us involved with the Scorchers. Um, we got him across uh, to play in a couple of our pre-season games um, in the lead-up to the JLT Cup, and he took seven for 30 against South Australia in a, <laughs> in a practice game uh at the Wacker, and uh, I think everyone was pretty impressed with what they saw, and um, we, we saw an opportunity to get him into our one-day team, and, and then we've um, been able to get him into our Shield team for a couple of games as well. So um, it's all happened very quickly for him, um, but he's been brilliant. I think he's been really well received, received around the group. Um, he's, uh, he's a quiet guy, but he's starting to come out of his shell a little bit now. So I know the guys are enjoying having him around, and uh, I think he's adding some, some really good value to our squad. It just sounds like you're just trying to f- replace Hoggy. He's been missing for a little while. Now you've got another wrist spinner over there. Oh, he's a lot easier to manage than what Hoggy was. <laughs> I, I can I can promise you that. But um, no, look, it's it's something that um, it's a tough art. Leg spin bowling, particularly bowling at the Wacker, it's it's tough work. But um, he just gives us something a little bit different. Obviously, the son of um, uh, <laughs> um, Abdul Abdul Kadir. Sorry, um, <laughs> just. I uh, lost my mind there for a sec, but uh, yeah, look, and if he's turns out half as well as what his old man did, then uh, I think we've got a, we've got a pretty good bowler on our hands. So, yeah, look, we're we're really excited to see what he can um, can provide. Um, whether he plays a couple more games in the Shield uh, before the Big Bash, we'll wait and see. But we're certainly looking forward to seeing what he can do throughout the Big Bash. Now, your old mate Chris Bucky Rogers has been doing you a favour by training all these young batters up in the country, and Josh Phillippe is one of those guys to benefit from Bucky's tutelage. How good's he gone this summer? Yeah, he's he's another one that's had a, a pretty meteoric rise in the last twelve months. I think you rewind to this this time last year, and and Flip was playing a bit of club cricket for Scarborough, and. Um, and getting a few fifties and sixties and looking okay, and then all of a sudden he he played a wonderful innings against uh, the England team when they first arrived uh, in a lead up game to the Ashes series. He scored ninety and and took on J- Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad and um, played unbelievably well. And um, yeah, look, we we got a little bit excited about him then. We could see the potential that was there and. Um, yeah, he's gone from strength to strength. Played a few shield games at the back end of last year, as you mentioned. Went and spent some time with with Bucky up at, at the NCC, and um, yeah, look, he's he's come back uh, really well. Uh, certainly a, a more solid player um, than than probably where he was six months ago. Um, he certainly has all the shots. Um, he plays really well off the front and back foot. Um, 
just making sure that he's, he plays the right shots to the right ball is probably his biggest challenge at the moment. So, But he's young, he's learning, he's exciting. Um, I'm sure he'll cause a few frustrations along the way, but I think he'll play a few match-winning innings too. So, um, look, he's, he's scored 100 against a, a pretty good Victorian attack in our first Shield game. Um, so, yeah, I think there's some really good signs there for, for young Josh Phillippe. And it looks like he's going to stay with the Scorchers despite not having a contract this summer, even though he got offers from a couple of other clubs. What do you reckon convinced him to stay and not pursue those opportunities? Uh, me, I think. I <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, look, we, we, we knew that he had a few offers from, from other clubs and I certainly encouraged him to explore them and, and see what they... Um, what they offered, um, we'd, we'd obviously filled our list, so there, there was an availability for him. Um, what, what I did say to him was that there will be opportunities as a replacement player. Um, you mentioned all those Scorchers guys you said before who are in the, the national setup. It, it means that we are going to be missing a lot of players that are, are on our 18-man contracted list, so I, I see there being a fair bit of uh, opportunity there for Josh um, throughout the Big Bash even though he isn't contracted with us. So, um, yeah, look, I, I'm really pleased that he made that decision to stay. Um, it, was, it was a tough one for him. He could have easily um, taken up some security and, and, and signed a one-year deal uh, somewhere else, but um, has decided that he, he wants to play his cricket at the Scorchers. And, um, yeah, look, like I said, I'm sure there'll be opportunity for him at some point and looking forward to seeing what he can bring in, in 2020 cricket as well. One of those spots on the 18-man roster for the Scorchers belongs to Cameron Bancroft. Have you been in touch with Cameron? Do you know how he's going? Yeah, I've spent a lot of time with uh, with Bangers. I threw him about a thousand balls again today, so um, <laughs> he's he hasn't changed his work ethic in his time off. That's that's certainly for sure. He's um, he's going well. Um, he I think he can see the finishing line now. It's it's not too far away until his his band finishes and that he's able to start playing some cricket again. So. Um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster journey for him. Um, he's had certainly some ups and downs. He um, he went to Melbourne for a month and did a uh, yoga instructor's uh, course, which uh, I think he really enjoyed. He he has weekly sessions here at the Wacker and, and puts the staff through their paces, which I, I know they enjoy. Um, but he's managed to, to I think spend his time pretty well and pursue some some outside of cricket interests. Um, He's played a lot of Premier cricket and, and been really active down at his Premier club, Willerton, and um, he's been playing really nicely. So um, we look forward to, to having Cam back. He's um, certainly a, a much-loved part of our, our squad and um, yeah, looking forward to December 29 when he's available again. So I think that's the 30th. You guys play the Hurricanes. Can you see him coming straight back into the side or what do you have to do to get back into that team? Yeah, I see there, there being that opportunity. Um, I, the one thing I do know about Cam is he'll be prepared. I know he, he won't have played any high-level competitive cricket for for a period, but um, it certainly hasn't stopped him from from trying to improve and and, and looking to um, try and keep improving his game. So um, he, he'll be ready to go. Um, so yeah, I, I see a real possibility that he'll come straight back in for that game. Um, a lot will just depend on how we're going at the time. There'll be some opportunity for a number of our other batsmen in those first three games, and much will be dependent probably on how they go. But um, I thought uh, Cam, when he when he played for the Scorchers last year, he did a really good job, batted at three and, and played some really good innings for us. So um, he's an important part of our, our squads in, in all forms of the game. So, yeah, I, I see him um, certainly putting his hand up to come back or come straight back in. 
a lot of people are thinking that Smith and Warner will just stroll back into the Australian teams when their bans are lifted. What about Bancroft? Do you see him um, coming back into the team, not automatically, but um, certainly put his name up for selection straight away? Or do you think it's a bit of a, a different case? I mean, to be fair, Smith and Warner are two of the five best batsmen in the world, but can you see Bancroft back in that national team sooner rather than later? Yeah, I, I think you're right with, with Smith and Warner. They're obviously established world-class players. I think I think Cameron was still uh, looking to establish himself um, in South Africa. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's probably be a bit of work for, for Cam to do. Um, obviously, there's there's four Shield games post the Big Bash as well that I'm sure he'll be he'll be keen to, to do well in. Um, how he goes um, will probably dictate a little bit that, but, but certainly how... Um, the incumbents go as well in the Australian Test team. Um, I guess the one thing he has done is he's given his his spot away uh, in the meantime. So um, if if the guys who open the batting for Australia against India do a good job, then um, then uh, Cam getting his spot back might just take a little bit longer. So um, yeah, look, there's a lot of factors to play out there. But one thing I do know is that uh, he won't leave any stone unturned. He'll he'll work his his butt his butt off to try and get back into the Australian Test team, and and I'm sure he will at some stage. But um, how long that takes, I'm, I'm not too sure. How do you go at yoga? <laughs> I said he puts the wack of stuff there. I'm not one of those <laughs> stuff, but uh, <laughs> uh, my my yoga days are, are done at the moment anyway, mate. But um, uh, no, look he. Uh, from all reports, um, everyone's actually really enjoyed what he's been doing, and they've asked for some extra sessions. So um, we don't we don't try and uh, blow swind up, uh, blow smoke up his backside too often. But I think he's doing a pretty good job with it. Mate, you've got to be flexible as a coach. Surely the yoga's right up your alley. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, not at this stage. <laughs> you got a big clash against the Redbacks this week in Adelaide. Um, what are you going to have to do to get the result there? Yeah, it's a, it's a really big game. Um, oh, I think we've played some good cricket the last couple of weeks. The, the win against Tassie and then to hold on, to, to fight really hard for a draw up in up in Brisbane, uh, I think holds us in good stead going to Adelaide. Um, we know that we're going to have to play really well against the Redbacks team. Uh, who are pretty disciplined most of the time with the ball. They've got a, they've got a good same attack, so we're going to have to be on our toes there and and a, and a batting lineup that uh, will punish any wayward bowling. So we know we're going to have to be good in those areas. But, um, yeah, look, we know that um, uh, if we can take some points out of this game, that it can really set up this first half of the season for us. We um, we come back against a pretty strong-looking New South Wales squad, I would imagine, uh, in Game 5 at Optus Stadium and then, and then back to the MCG against Victoria before the Big Bash. So... It's a pretty big sort of three or four weeks for us, um, but obviously starting in Adelaide this week, and um, I'm I'm uh, I'm quietly confident with the way the guys are going at the moment. But um, it'll just be a case of backing up our, our our few recent performances. All right, mate. All the best. Uh, good luck against the Redbacks and for the rest of the summer. And um, thanks for sharing some of your time today. No worries. Cheers, Sammy. Thanks, mate. That's it for this week's episode. Tickets are selling fast for the Gillette T20 series in the Gold Coast against South Africa and then Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney against Virat Kohli's India. Head to cricket.com.au forward slash tickets to purchase them today. As for all your news, scores, highlights and the live and free stream of the JLT Sheffield Shield, you can head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app.